Hello and welcome to Ad Creeps, the podcast where we dissect and correct the TV ads that raised us, phased us, and amazed us. I'm Dee, and I'm here with a hot Friday night record with my best bud, Al. Hi. It's a, it's a Friday night. It's a Friday night. Wait, it's Friday night. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. <laughs> We we usually record on in the Sundays, Saturdays. We do. And it's been a hell of a week, folks. Oh, <laughs> oh. when you open up the internet and so so many people are debating you and your existence. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. And also when you lay down on a bed and a doctor puts a camera up <laughs> your ass. That's also hard. That's transphobic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you had you had your what yearly? No, every two years. Bi weir bi week biannual. I was gonna say bi yearly. That works. Could be. Yeah, my biannual colonoscopy. Woo 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 woo. It's looking good in there, folks. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I will. I am so sorry because I, it was yesterday. Yeah. And the anesthesia is still coming off. So if I'm a little flat. Well, we'll get, don't worry. We'll we'll pep you up. Please we'll pep, pep me up. up. Uh, it's it's okay. Um, last time we talked about my piss situation, yes. and now we're talking about your butt situation. And I do have a tale to tell you. Do you really? So when you do colonoscopy prep, <laughs> yeah, you, the more you do it, the more you kind of get into the rhythm and you have everything ready and you kind of yeah. know what your needs are going to be. Okay. Um. So you know, for me, I have my little table next to the toilet has all my beverages on it. Now, okay, I think we should take a step back. Yeah. What do you need to prep? Oh, okay. So for a colonoscopy, you yeah. need to prep your bowel. <laughs> You need to get ready. Yeah. Basically, you need to drink sort of four liters of a liquid that I call the devil's piss um, because it tastes so bad and it is yucky to drink. Is it like like Gatorade? Like No. Oh, what it's is it? It's like bad Gatorade. If Gatorade was bad, <laughs> it's like thick and oh, no. um, salty and it tastes like chemicals um but also it has a slight cherry flavor to it so to get you ready to, to make you yeah. yeah uh you drink that with about as much an equal amount of other liquids yeah uh and everything just comes right out of you <sighs> you know your your colon's gonna be as clean as the day you were born <laughs> and it's an experience it is okay it's good that we've established this is like this is like bottoming but like on another level this is Super bottoming. <laughs> this is your clean for months. Whatever you do for bottoming, not, not going to get not you ready for this. <laughs> your doctor is not going to be pleased. Okay. So that's what you're doing. Yeah. Now your whole situation. Explain your situation. Actually, the way that I thought about a colonoscopy while it was happening to me. Yeah. Uh, even though they did give me twilight sleep. Was <laughs> that it's kind of like a pap smear for your ass, but it's longer it takes longer and it goes deeper. Wait, I didn't know they smeared at you. Do well, they, they take biopsies. With... I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, now you've painted a picture for me. <laughs> Imagine that you are laying there barely aware that someone has a hose up your ass. <laughs> That's what it's like. I can't wait. Um, so anyways, the prep. Yeah, the prep. I'm all ready. I got my little table with all my beverages. I got my iced tea. I got my, my kiwi 
pineapple Powerade. Because, well, now you can't have anything red or orange because that could stain the inside of your colon and oh look my like blood. God. Oh, my God. Okay. And confuse your doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, oh, I got my ginger ale. I got That's my nice. nice bubble tea. It's Ooh, a, bubble tea. It's I a, didn't even think about yeah, that. Yeah, no dairy, of course. Yeah, of but course. it's an iced black tea. I got coffee jelly and ayu jelly in there. Fuck me. So good. Honestly, a game changer. Was this new this round? No, last round. Okay, last round. Okay. Uh, and then also, you know, I have another little table that's got my laptop on it yeah. so I can watch all of my... I, I finished watching the new season of Too Hot to Handle no, on Netflix. Al, you are leaving out one little thing. And yeah. Maybe this is the punchline. Where are these two tables situated? Oh, they're on either side of the toilet. Of the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but no, this is not the punchline. The punchline is... Okay, so you, this is... You live here now. I li- This is where I live for the next four hours. Oh, my God. And then again the next morning. Oh, my God. Uh, and um, <laughs> what the one thing that I forgot... Yeah. And this was... A, I'll be honest. This was a rookie mistake. Okay. I didn't have a bucket. A bucket. Yeah. Because the thing about drinking this thing is... Okay, yeah. so <laughs> I have... This is the podcast now. <laughs> I have this sort of mentality about stuff with yeah. like doctors, surgical stuff, anything like this. And my, that mentality is just push through it, man. Just go. Yeah. Just yep. barrel on through. Yeah. I get, I feel that. I feel that. The thing is when you're drinking two liters of extremely cold, extremely bad beverage yeah. and you try to just barrel through. You, you, you yarf. You barrel back up. You yarf. And I didn't have a bucket. Oh no. So you're sitting. I'm sitting on the toilet, <laughs> the place you traditionally yarf. <laughs> Your kingdom. You are on your throne. And I have nowhere for it to go. But it's coming. Except for the glass that I've been drinking the liquid out of. Which at this point is empty with a straw in it. Oh no. I grab the glass. It comes up. Fills the glass. But not enough to go over. And then what I have to do. Because there's more coming. Yes. I have to reach between my legs to pour Pour it in the toilet. I did this three (laughs) times. In succession. It felt like an Olympic feat. I didn't spill any. This is like a Cirque du Soleil. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah. I thought you were going to say you had to drink it again. No. And then I... No, 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 no. Then then podcast over. But I did throw up in the glass with the straw still in it. (laughs) (laughs) Dun, 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 dun. (laughs) Wow. Wow. So that was my week. Buddy. It's been bad. <laughs> That's very bad. I have a treat for you. Okay. Yeah. I, then you sit back, relax, yeah. sit on your chair that's on a toilet. Yes. Thank uh, God. Thank God. And, um, or you can make it a toilet. No, I don't care. Don't. Uh, <laughs> you're done pooping. I'm done forever. <laughs> um, I got a treat. This is um, a Valentine's Day treat. Oh. And maybe, and I, I'm running my hands through my hair. I can see it. Uh, they they can. can't. <laughs> Maybe this one's for the girlies. The girlies? Maybe this one's about the girlies. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. You ready? I love the girlies. We love the girlies. The girlies don't love me, but, you know, that's a whole other kind of <laughs> well, situation. Well, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> In therapy. <laughs> Barbara Green was trying to make her dream come true. Even when she was little, this Philadelphia-born young woman planned to move out on her own to make a name for herself as a artiste. Ooh, go birds. The city she set her sights on? Well, that would be the greatest city <gasps> in the world. <laughs> New York City. New York City. Baby. Baby. That's where you make your dreams come true. It, that's where it happens. <laughs> Supposedly. Just like you're in the musical Rent. 
yeah, they were they had a great time there. <laughs> they were they all had a great a good time. time. They had a good time. I've never seen it. I just assumed they were gay and happy, right? You're half right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> After college, her parents helped her make a move to her first apartment. The location seemed pleasant enough. Barbara's mother was happy with it at first glance. Quote, oh, this building must be all right, she assured her daughter after Barbara was having second thoughts. It's close to the United Nations. Oh, no. She's right in Midtown? She's right. Well, she's Upper Upper East Side. Oh, okay. Well, close, close down. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Then. That's fine. That's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I just like how the United Nations is this beacon of... It's, it's, oh, yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> you'll it's be fine that. around here. There's Don't no, worry. There's no crime, I guess. <laughs> the United Nations is here. The I world just wouldn't want to live that, where all the people are, where you know? All, I wouldn't live where the people are. I wouldn't see, wouldn't see them ever. <laughs> Relationships in the Big Apple seem too complicated for Barbara. Since she moved, quote, there's been no one special, which has been very enjoyable because my last relationship was very traumatic. It was a very, very bad experience with a married man. Oh, no. Yeah. Barbara got, there was a thing. Barbara got Barbara. her feelings hurt. She got her feelings hurt. Yeah. In the summer, Barbara became a, what they call a grouper in the Hamptons. Oh, no. Sharing a six bedroom house with a pool and a tennis court with 18 other young singles. Awful. <laughs> No, no, no. Reality TV show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Isn't that a reality TV show? I mean, show? it sounds like one. Absolutely, absolutely. And you're an expert. Well, it sounds like Summer House, but I don't know if that's in the Hamptons. What's Summer House? Summer House is a, a house that a lot of hot <laughs> young summer. people live in. Yeah. And they sort of, you know, date and get upset at one another. That sounds exactly like this. Yeah. Exactly. Between Hampton vacation and New York nights, Barbara and her girlfriends, quote, bemoan the fact that most of the men they seem to meet we're either married or gay. What a, what a, what a choice. <laughs> Could I live in that world? Please? Yeah. In 1966, 10 years before Barbara first moved north of 52nd Street, mm-hmm. a New York fashion magazine dubbed that one square mile of Manhattan, quote, the domain of the single girl. Oh, no, put on blast. <laughs> It gets worse. So this is, uh, Barbara was in an interview in the New York Times, uh, and she's just talking about living in this area. Oh my God. Yeah. She sounds like a regular Carrie Sex in the City. She 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 is a Miss Sex in the City. Please call her sex. Um, uh Quote, thousands upon thousands of single girls flock to the Upper East Side, cramming themselves into small apartments, subsisting on an apple and a quart of diet soda a day, <sighs> waiting for a telephone to ring and have a mad, wonderful time. <laughs> this, is, this is the 60s. That, yeah, that, yeah, okay, this is what it sounds like. Yeah, this, this is, is the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. This is some like Sylvia Plath era shit. Subsisting apples were like apple diets. Apples and tab. Yeah. Tab later. I guess tab was in the 80s. But, oh. You know. You know. What well, am I supposed to know things because I do a <laughs> podcast? <laughs> About advertisement and products? <laughs> I don't know. Between 51st and 86th Street from the 60s to the 70s, this area became known as Manhattan's swingiest square mile or, yeah. quote, and this is awful, the girl ghetto. Ugh. In the newspaper, this is what they called it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm not absolutely. surprised, but I don't like it. I don't like No one likes it. It was a haven for recent college grads because it was cheap, respectable, and the lodgings did not enforce women to be celibate. 
So I, <laughs> I had a look. So there were a lot of like these quote unquote hotels, like yeah. girl hotels, girl hotels, lady SROs. <laughs> yeah, and it was like you can't have boyfriends and you can't fuck. Yeah, you cannot fuck in your bed. This, you know what? It's all very reminiscent of the Bell Jar to me. The Bell Jar, a Sylvia Plath. Oh, I don't. I'm I'm a dumbo. What's that? Uh, it, yeah, in the Bell Jar, there were a bunch of girls that all got this like opportunity in New York City yeah. and they lived in one of these rooming houses ah, and they weren't allowed to have men over. And they weren't allowed to have men over. Yeah. I remember I would try to rent a place and the lady's like, no, no, no boyfriends, no, no one. I'm like, okay, bye. I've, yeah, I've definitely run into landlords who said that, but I've never rented. You've never place. rented? Why would I? have been like, absolutely not. Good day to you. I'm in my 20s, baby. I'm fucking and sucking. Okay. Wow. Well, I wasn't. No, <laughs> not I, really. For me, it was I'm in my 20s and I have a long distance relationship yeah. with someone who will come here and <laughs> will want to stay. <laughs> and there will be something. <laughs> what? Who knows? The area was so overrun by newcomers looking for housing that New York Magazine in 1968 called the September Scramble to find affordable apartments. The Great Apartment Grope. Uh, <laughs> I don't like that either. I don't like... There's a lot of a language... Lot I don't like. Because these are young women. women. There's a lot of language that is bad. <laughs> yeah. um, the article about Barbara, they even tell us, like, what size dresses she wears. What? I know. It's they, give her you, her, they give you, like, a her bus ways yeah, hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> no. Yeah. Little hope is held out for the middle-income career girls who do not want roommates and couples with more than one drawer-sized infant. Drawer-sized? <laughs> Well, okay, if you have a little baby, you can put it in a drawer. It doesn't need a bed. You should. Well, why not? Well, it needs to breathe. I mean, it's air. It's not airtight. Are you telling me your underwear drawer is airtight? No. I don't, Come on. I mean, I don't have an underwear drawer. You don't have it? Wait, hold on. You don't have an underwear drawer? No. Where did your underwear go? In the laundry basket. Where did your clean underwear go? In the laundry basket. Where did your dirty underwear go? On the floor. Okay. Okay, I just wanted to make sure there was a sorting system. <laughs> it's real mask hours here. <laughs> it's ad creeps after dark. <laughs> this section of the Upper East Side was particularly full of young women. A rough estimate put the number of unmarried women living in that area to be about 800,000. That's a lot. In a square mile? No, no, in the Upper East Side. Oh, okay. Yeah. Madison Avenue it's was... a lot of ladies. It's a lot of ladies. Madison Avenue was within walking distance and offered young women a plethora of new jobs. As long as those jobs were secretary or assistant or secretarial assistant. (laughs) The now uh, burgeoning airline industry housed the majority of their flight attendants, who seemed to all be young, single, pretty women for some reason, in this area. Uh, Being so close to the Queensboro Bridge made a quick escape to the airports. One notorious building on the on East 65th was so full of Pan Am flight attendants, it was called the Stew Zoo. Uh, There's so many bad so names. Many bad, the guys thinking of this yeah. in the bullpen are like, <laughs> the Stew Zoo. I'm what, brilliant. Okay. Let's just take a moment to break that apart. Yeah. What do they mean? Stew Zoo. Well, Stew means stewardess. Oh. <laughs> and Zoo means zoo. Hell, I thought it meant like a soup. Like, <laughs> like they were making a it's soup. It's like a double entendre. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought they were like so close together. It was like hot and sweaty and soupy. I mean, also It that. could be. I was going to say my junk is a stew Some zoo. Some were kissing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, th- there's too many of them for them not to be kissing. My junk's also a stew. Right? <laughs> we got two zoo stew <laughs> zoos going on <laughs> right here. We got a couple of stew zoos. God. The morning stew zoo. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> no, no more flesh for you. It's okay. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> With the large amount of young women out and about, nightlife had to change. The generation of women before them, especially women who went to college, looked down their noses at bars. In the 60s, however, nighttime drinking holes would still look down their... What? Nighttime drinking holes. Sorry. (laughs) No, it's funny. It's funny. Okay. Uh, Would still not be accepting of women walking through their doors. Quote, on 3rd Avenue, where all the bars were Irish... Neon lights and shamrocks and all that rubbish, wrote Michaeli McCourt in his memoir, Death Need Not Be Fatal. There was a tradition where they wouldn't let women sit at the bar. Women who did were suspect. I thought it was stupid. Get out of here. Get we don't want any broads in here. <laughs> Get your gams out of here. Yeah. Go go make a go make a chili in the stew zoo. <laughs> uh, take those getaway sticks and walk on out of here. <laughs> But as more and more women moved in, bar owners couldn't ignore this new clientele. The Irish bars were just down the street from the pink-bricked women-only dwellings, like the Barbizon Hotel in Lexington <gasps> Avenue. The Barbizon. The Barbizon. She's a Barbizon girl. <laughs> Look at those legs. Aspiring writers, editors, models, and actors, including a young Grace Kelly and Sybil Shepherd, oh would God. head down at night for a pint. A young Grace Kelly. A young Grace Kelly. Oh. Just like Mika sang about. <laughs> That's what this is all about. Yeah. The bar owners also noticed that as more and more women came in for a drink, quote, the boys followed. The boys. They're here. <laughs> They're here. This is where perfume salesman Alan Stillman had an idea. Oh no, Alan, why? <laughs> yeah, Adam Creeps is all about guys with ideas. Sense big ideas. of the Stuzu. <laughs> Ew, gross. Garbanzo. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Mine, mm-hmm. personally. Yeah. I've been eating a lot of a lot of garbanzos. More like a kidney bean at this point. Kidney bean. That's what I got going on down there anyway. <laughs> In 1965, Stillman had, was a young man living in Manhattan who was, quote, looking to meet girls. <laughs> As, I guess, I guess. Girls. Girls. Uh. Girls. He lived on 63rd Street, right in the middle of Flight Attendant Alley, and noticed the single scene was mostly consisted of secret cocktail parties. <gasps> right? Quote, what would happen is that on Wednesday and Thursday, you'd start collecting information. (laughs) Things like on Friday night at 8 o'clock at 415 East 63rd Street, there's going to be a great party run by three airlines stewardesses. And then someone else would say, well, I got a good one. It's going to be run by one of the baseball players at his apartment. You build up a cocktail list and you bounce from one place to the other. The cocktail parties were wild, by the way. There was no public space for people say, between 23 and 37 years old to meet. Wow. Yeah, but you Sherlock fucking Holmes to get <laughs> you a drink in this I area. would be lost. <laughs> Where's the party? Where's the party? Now, here's the thing. If there's... <laughs> you got a cocktail party run by a baseball player? I'm there. Yeah, no, you're there. I'm there. Hello, just me and the baseball player. <laughs> just, just, like, collecting information. That sounds like a job. That sounds like this is so much work. That sounds like work. I'm in my square foot apartment eating popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you? You would have to travel too many? Making toast with alligator pears. I kept thinking alligator gorilla. pears. <laughs> gorilla pears. That's a bit different. <laughs> Stillman's old drinking ground, a dirty old First Avenue bar with a bullet hole in the window, was where he pitched his idea. 
quote, I used to talk to the bartender. I would say to him, you know, you ought to change the decor in here or do something with it. It would be a great place for all these people around here to meet each other. And eventually he said, why don't you do it? (laughs) Why don't you do it? Why don't you get them? Leave me the fuck alone. (laughs) You you come in here, you eat my peanuts, you drink tap water. God. He's just negging his way into a... Stillman, get the fuck out of here. I'll tell you for the last time. <laughs> With $5,000 of his own money and another five k from his own mother, as you, as you do <laughs> as back then... As per you, Nepo baby. <laughs> Stillman bought a dive bar with a short lease. The location was the corner of 1st Avenue and 63rd Street, and Stillman had no idea what he was doing. I love the 60s, where you can just... Just do anything. Get 5K from your mother and do whatever the fuck you want. You do anything except be gay. (laughs) I had no training in the restaurant business or interior design or architecture. I just had a feel for how to use all those things and create an experience. Fucking men. I I would like to propose... That we have, there's a certain je ne sais quoi in the types of men, specifically men that we talk about. Yeah. It's men with money and an idea. Yeah. And nothing else. (laughs) Literally nothing else. Rainforest Cafe guy, this is a guy. This is it. We gotta we gotta have a a derogatory name for these men. Yeah, it's just ad creeps guys. Like they're they're our guys, right? They're creeps. creeps. No, our creeps are our listeners. Yeah, that's true. We gotta think of something. We gotta think of something. We'll get there. We'll get there. But like this is a guy. This This is is an ad creep. This is a guy. This is a guy. Over months before opening, Stillman painted the front of the building baby blue using red and white striped awnings over the top of the windows. Fake Tiffany lamps and a large amount of indoor plants were piled into the interior and fresh sawdust was tossed on the floor. Oh. So you know it's classy. Like Big Bad John's. Yeah, like Big Bad John's. (laughs) Shout out to Victoria. (laughs) Where I got felt up by a businessman. Ah. Fucking sucked. The menu was simple, since Stillman envisioned this place to be the type of casual eatery where the single people weren't too concerned about what was on the plate in front of them. Booze would be flowing, french fries were salted right out of the fryer, and the burgers were served on top of toasted English muffins. Oh. Ooh la la. la. Stillman wanted his customers to feel like they were at someone's apartment for a notorious cocktail party. Hey. Is this ringing any bells? I mean, no, because everything is this. Everything is this. This is the first, though. Oh. Yeah, this is the first, baby. It's some kind of restaurant, right? It is a, It is definitely a restaurant, yeah. Okay. We're, we're getting there. Mm-hmm. This was the advent of the first Fern Bar. Most dark lounges were shadowy and uninviting, especially for the Upper East Side's young women. This was meant to be an oasis filled with plants, fake or otherwise, warm lighting, and a plethora of neighborhood flair that adorned the walls. Well, we've already done Rainforest Cafe. We have. There's no monkey here. There's no monkey <laughs> Just here. Just ferns. Just ferns. Just a lot of ferns. Okay. Stillman's Fern Bar, along with Maxwell's Plum, which opened up right across the street, opened their doors the exact year the first birth control pills were put on the market. Oh, hell yeah. Oddly enough, Stillman's idea hit right where the sexual revolution of the 60s were about to crash across New York City. Fucking hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> right to choose. Without intending it, Stillman's idea had morphed into the first official singles bar. Oh. It was called TGI Fridays. Oh my god. 
What? <laughs> Is Goozy? We're here! Oh my god! Get your suspenders, put your flare on. Thank girlies, it's Friday. Thank girlies, it's Friday! <laughs> Without the girlies, we'd be nothing. We would not have. We would not have this. The TGIF. We would not have TGI Fridays. We would not have the chilies. We would not have the Applebee's. We would not have singles bars, baby. This is all for the girlies. This is all for the girlies. It's all for the girlies. Thank you, girlies. Bless. Bless, bless, bless. We love you. Have an extra Starbucks on us. <laughs> is that what happens? I don't know. Three months after opening, the line of young people waiting to get inside TGI Fridays was crowding the sidewalk. Cops had to block off the intersection because groups of 20-somethings kept spilling out into the street. <laughs> Stillman had to hire a doorman and then a set of velvet ropes to wrangle the line. Gotta have those velvet ropes. This was the first time, like, you could have singles drinking. Like, this is a bar made for singles. That's what I call my fallopian tubes. What? joke. Thank you. I love it. <laughs> Golf clap. There was nothing like that anywhere else, said Stillman in an interview with Edible Geography. You would either have a reservations at a fancy restaurant or you'd just go into a bar or diner. Nobody wanted to wait in line for food and drink, except at TGI Fridays. A year after the first TGI Fridays opened up, two more fern bars opened up in the area. By the summer of 65, the NYPD permanently closed First Avenue between 63rd and 64th Street on Friday nights between 8 p.m. and midnight because of the crowds. Wow. It was hopping. It was popping. People just jerking it on the streets. <laughs> I don't think he could do no? that. <laughs> Well, the street's closed. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Okay. Right? Yeah. Except in a car. <laughs> Except in a car. The popularity of TGI Fridays as America's first single bar even continued into the late 80s when a movie was supposedly made out of Stillman's creation. Mm. Quote, have you seen the movie Cocktail? Oh. Tom Cruise played me, says Stillman. <laughs> uh, well... <laughs> I don't know. I was lucky enough to do it for three years. He only did it to make a movie. Even today, the advantage of being a guy behind the bar is huge. Why do girls want to date the bartender? To this day, I'm not so sure that I get it. Do the girls want to date? I don't know. I thought it was like the drummer. Is it the drummer? It's like, no, I mean, I feel like dating the bartender is much like dating the drummer. Oh, you don't want to date the drummer. Well, he's there. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he is... He is there. Wait, in a in a band, who yeah. do you want to date then? Well, I think the idea is that you want to date the lead guitarist. Or the singer. Yeah. Not the singer. The guitarist. Well, I mean, yeah, lead singer, guitarist. Because they're more sexual. Well, yeah, and I, I think if you're, you know, hmm. if you're being divisive about who in a band you want to date, yeah. you probably want to go for the person that's going to get you the most cred. Ah, If you're I at see. the point of making a decision based on... Based on cred, the yeah. singer and the lead guitarist. I'm a more, like, date the fuck the bass player. I don't know. Yeah, I've been there. Well, not... <laughs> fuck. Just date. Just date. They have the biggest guitar. Yeah, bass, that's bass true. Guitar. I like... I would I would date the um, the guitarist. The guitarist. The yeah. keyboardist. Yeah. Only if they wear it as a guitar. Only if they wear it as a guitar. In bed. Yeah. With me. <laughs> so I can go boop, 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 boop. <laughs> You know? That's how you sex, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. TGI Fridays Today is a shadow of its former Fern Bar self. The first franchise popped up a year later when a businessman from Memphis offered Stillman a 50-50 split. 
After that, more and more people would walk through the doors with franchise offers. Oh, wow. Before Stillman knew it, TGI Fridays had over 10 franchises within the first 12 months of the original business opening. Wild. And they were all in the southern United States. That's, wow. Can you imagine just, like, it's the 60s. People walk in, can I use your name and your whole thing? And I'll give you half the money? And I'll give you half your money? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do I have to go? No, absolutely not. Can I franchise sitting in my house... (laughs) And playing video games. <laughs> to other people? Yeah. <laughs> I think other people are already doing that, my okay, brother. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> I don't think you need to franchise that. <laughs> I think it's just happening. Yeah, but I'm not getting any money for it. Oh, you want to make money. <laughs> money. No, I really, I don't want money. You don't want money? I wish it didn't exist. No, well, yeah, that's a wish and a hope. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? TGI Fridays exist and so do money. <laughs> <laughs> These franchises came with a lot more money than Stillman had when he first started up. These new Fridays were five times the size, with three floors and a huge central bar. Instead of big urban cities with a large population of young people, they went into big southern suburban towns. Mm. Because of the informal casual food, families began to arrive with their kids. After six years, TGI Fridays was leaving its single bar persona behind. Wow. So that's why we are where we are today. Have you been to a TGI Fridays? I don't think I ever have, no. No? Have you been to, like, one of those neighborhood, like, Applebee's or Chili's? I think or... I've been to an Applebee's once. Yeah. Same kind of vibe. Yeah. Same kind of vibe. It was fine. It was fine. It's fine. Hey, it's fine. It's no A&W. It's not. <laughs> well, too different. It's apple. That's apples and oranges, baby. Orange bees. <laughs> In the economic slump of the 1970s, Stillman was offered a million dollars by the Carlson Company, a budding conglomerate that was eager to get into the hospitality business. Stillman kept hold of the original location until the 80s, where the company officially switched its attention away from singles and into families. Mm. I guess that's like, right, if you met someone at a singles bar... Eventually, you get married, and if you do, like, the average thing, you have kids, you gotta feed those fucking kids. You wanna go back to the place where it all began. You wanna say, hey, I met your mother here, and then we went to her apartment. Yeah. We fucked. We fucked. And that's where you came from. Your father jerked off where the cops closed the, the (laughs) (laughs) cops closed the intersection, and it was magic. Two controversies of note. I can't, I'm going to shoehorn these in because they're absolutely incredible. Love it. In 2013, investigators in a New Jersey raided 17 TGI Fridays in Operation Swill. The restaurant was accused of replacing premium brand booze with lower cost brands, but still charging customers for the more expensive liquor. Incredible. Yeah, I remember that. And was were they right? Yeah, they were absolutely oh, right. No. And in 2022. Oh, no. TGI Fridays refused to join the international community and withdraw from the Russian market after the country <laughs> invaded Ukraine. No. Really? This hill? TGI yeah. Fridays? This is the one? But, like, they donated to Ukraine, so it's fine. Okay. It's absolutely fine. I guess Russian love, Russians love Fridays. They have TGI Fridays in yeah, Russia? Yeah, absolutely. They got a lot of stuff in Russia. Uh. <laughs> Not anymore. Except for TGI Fridays. Bless. <laughs> <laughs> So what was the fate of Barbara Green, our young single who was trying her luck in the Upper East Side? She went to TGI Fridays several times during the bar's heyday. 
and it didn't go well. Oh, no. Quote, I've been to that singles bar a few times. She said it in an interview with the New York Times in 1974. But I can't stand being pushed, and I'm always getting cigarette burns and people's drinks spilt on me. Babs. Yeah, DGI Fridays was a hellhole, I guess. Oh, my God. It turns out relationships, especially ones that start out in singles bars, aren't something she was too concerned about. Quote, I've seen so many marriages with problems, marriages that aren't so nice. At this phase in my life, I have no opinion. It's not something I'm going to worry about. If it happens, it happens. But for now, I'm free. Yeah. Hell yeah, Barb. Hell yeah. I mean, the cause of those marriages issues definitely was... TGI Fridays and not heteronormative. No, no, absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not that or white supremacy. So TGI Fridays did not start advertising until the in late 80s, early 90s. Okay. But I wanted to find a commercial that kind of had that feeling of a person who was working and then wanting to go out to a bar on a Friday yeah. night and having some fun. So I found one. Okay. You ready? I'm so excited. If you want to see this commercial with us, you can go to our sources. Yeah. We'll return after these messages. Out here, it's Monday. In here, it's Friday. Tuesday. Friday. Wednesday. Friday. Think you know Fridays? Well, you don't know Jack Shrimp. Jumbo Shrimp lightly battered and served with our great Jack Grill entrees. The new Jack Shrimp at Fridays. Good name. Welcome back to the show. Two reasons why I picked that ad. <laughs> <laughs> number one, Brian Cranston is Yeah, in it. as always. Uh, number two, the product that they're they're pitching. You don't know Jack Shrimp. <laughs> Jack Shrimp? Jack Shrimp is a character I would make up. <laughs> Jack Shrimp is a great trans man name. <laughs> Short King, Jack Shrimp. Jack Shrimp is also what I call my junk. Oh, yeah. yeah. Love it. Do you want to talk about what you saw? So we're we're getting kind of a, a, a real sort of hammering the nail kind of uh, view of, of the name, yeah. TGI Fridays. Yeah. Thank God it's Fridays. Thank, thank girlies Actually, it's Fridays. sorry. Thank, they changed it. It's thank goodness. Thank goodness. Because, you know, family friendly, you can't use guad. You got to separate church and state. You got to... <laughs> I'm good when I'm like this. Lucy Goosey. <laughs> and you know what? They've been sitting on a turlet all week, but now they're high on a cloud because no one can touch them. Very funny. So Brian Cranston is yeah. He's in a suit. There's horns. There's horn music. Yeah. And we're seeing him on Monday. There's Ugh. traffic. It sucks. But then Friday, it's a party because you're at the restaurant bar. Yeah. And then you're Tuesday. Something all sucky is happening because yeah, you're, you're elevating and work again. <laughs> God. And then Friday, it's awesome here. There's ice cream. And then Wednesday, you're in an elevator. It sucks, man. I hate going to work every single friggin' day. And then on Friday, woo, have another drink on me. Yeah. Brian Cranston. And then... Shrimp. Shrimp. (laughs) You don't know Jack Shrimp. You don't know Jack Shrimp. I'd like to know Jack Shrimp. I'd like to get in bed with Jack Shrimp. I am allergic, but so the like the shrimp, the Jack shrimp deal, yeah, is a combination of steak and shrimp, 
And the jack is supposed to represent the steak, as I understand it. Well, no, it's um, the liquor. Oh, it's the liquor. Jack. Jack. Daniels. Mr. Shrimp. Shrimp. Mr. Shrimp? <laughs> Mr. Jack Daniels Shrimp. <laughs> they have, uh, TGI Fridays have a really intimate partnership with Jack Daniels in that they have like a Jack Daniels menu. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. I love, though, I think it's kind of cute that you thought they called Jack... Steak? I was very confused. <laughs> I like I like the what you were. I don't know. I thought yeah. there was a cu- special cut of steak or something. No. The jack cut. I the don't jack know. Cut. <laughs> but those were big shrimp. Those are big shrimp. <laughs> hey, I don't know jack shrimp. Big shrimpin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Friday night record. <laughs> We're getting silly. Okay, so it is twenty. It's twenty twenty three. It's twenty twenty three. Brian Cranston's still alive. And um, so are these shrimps. <laughs> he is. He is here. Yeah, but he does meth now, so it's. Oh, does he? Well, on the TV. Oh, he does it on the TV. Yeah, he yeah makes he's it. too good for Fridays. I think he's too prestigious for for Fridays. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Was this was he this commercial was pre Malcolm Middle. Well, this was 97. Okay. So I would say, when is Malcolm in the middle? I don't know. I'm re- when, when, when was Malcolm in the when middle? When was Malcolm in the middle? Uh, I'm rewatching it, by the way. It's, it's still very good. Nice. As long as you don't mind, like, the kids just screaming the entire I do, time. I do mind that. Then you and I did that, like, the first time. Yeah, they so. just scream. Yeah, I don't really need to see but that. But Brian Cranston, mwah, piece of art. Love that man. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. It's 2023. It's 2023. You know where I'm not going? A restaurant. No, absolutely not. But. (laughs) But. Maybe there's some way of like recreating it so that it's like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we're seeing shots of you at home eating something like incredibly fucking boring that you made. Yeah, cereal. And then Friday, you get delivery from TGI Fridays. And it shows up with like fucking sparklers or something. Holy shit. Like it's really exciting. Yeah. And then they just throw shrimp at you through your open door. (laughs) And Um, it's just slow motion. Just like, yeah, shrimp, shrimp, shrimp. Like, okay. So we're seeing, we're like, Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday, we're seeing the sad dinners, sad the bland dinners. chicken. What's your What's your sad dinner? My sad, like yeah, when your, I'm sad. Well, just like when your dinner reflects your insides. Pizza pockets. Pizza pockets. Yeah. Mine's fistfuls of cereal. Yeah. Uh, also, um, love. Hey, love a hard soft boiled egg. Oh, that's good. That's and my good eating. and my sad dinner is two hard boiled eggs, and I open up over top of the sink, and I just slide those suckers right in <laughs> with some um uh like uh everything but the bagel salt on yeah. top of it. That's that's and some like baby bell cheeses. So we're seeing Monday. We're seeing fistfuls of cereal. Yeah. You know, you don't have the energy. No. There's too much going on. Yeah. Tuesday, we're seeing over the sink, carb boiled <laughs> eggs sliding in the mouth. Yeah. We're seeing Wednesday, open the microwave. You got a pizza, pizza pocket. pocket. Oh, it's depressing. Yeah. And then, you know, Thursday, might as well not even show it. <laughs> Thursday, it's just you jacking off. Yeah. And forgetting to eat dinner. Exactly. And then waking up at midnight, I'm like, hmm, I think I should have. And then Friday, you're like pumped you're looking at the clock you can't wait till it's time to order it's time to order you pick out what you want you get oh what there's a shrimp special you click on that you add it to your cart you order and then and they they say the jack is not the steak the jack is the the, jack daniel the jack is the drink the jack is the drink and you're like can't wait for that steak man And then the door bell rings. Yeah. And you walk to it. You open it. A golden light comes out. 
And then the first tramp hits you in the face. And it's like Claire de Lune. Yes. Playing as like, shrimp hits your face. And then more just hit your face. And then finally you get one in your mouth yeah. as God intended. Oh. And you let out a primal roar. <laughs> Jack sauce all over you. <laughs> oh, the stickiness. Yeah, man. Mm. And then, yeah, I don't know. You're happily eating your little meal while you Off the floor. play an MMO <laughs> on your computer with yeah. your friends. And you're yeah. like, fucking Friday. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And then you have the sparkler, too. Yeah. And then Absolutely. you just have it. You're just holding it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, joy yeah. in my life. Joy in my life. <laughs> <laughs> TGI Friday is joy in your life. <laughs> I love it. Good. It's very real. Yeah. Bless. <laughs> Um, okay, do you have another... I need a little more joy in my life. Well, okay, I actually have the perfect thing for this. Do you really? Yeah, you know, okay, you go to your Applebee's, you know... No, nope. TGI Fridays, Orange Bees. Legally distinct. <laughs> you get your fries, you get your burger, you get your shrimp, and then shrimp. afterwards you need to wash it down with some beautiful ice cream. You do, you get... Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's okay. where we're going today. <gasps> You're going to take me for ice cream? I'm going to take you for ice cream. Ow! Yeah. Now, with our local ads... There are two kind of distinct types that we sometimes get. Yeah. One where it was not intended to be, like, interesting or go viral. Yeah, yeah. And the other where they really badly wanted it to yeah, go viral. Yeah, they really wanted it. So I'm going to let you guess which one you think this is. <laughs> That's a fun game that we play now. Yeah. Uh, if you'd like to watch this local ad, you can go into our sources. Oh, and this local ad is from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Hey, Philly, go Eagles. No, birds. Go, go birds. birds. Did they win the Super Bowl? I don't know. I don't fucking care. Sports. You know who the other ones were? No. Nope. Fucking racist stereotype. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, go birds. <laughs> right There's good reason for my glistening skin. And how I shine. And how my pores are so clean and clear. I eat little baby's ice cream. It keeps me young. It keeps me light on my feet. I spring from activity to activity. I love my job. I love my life. When you eat little baby's ice cream, you'll wink and nod and hug and high-five each other with great enthusiasm. This is a special time. Little baby's ice cream. Ice cream is a feeling. What you've just shown me is a fucking nightmare. Yeah. You said this is Skinnamarink. <laughs> and it is. I don't know what that is, but I know it's spoopy. This is awful. It's awful. I hate, I it's hate truly it. It's just like unpalatable. The only reason you would make something this awful is because you want people to talk about it. Yeah. Do you know and when here this we was are made? giving into these fucks. Fuck. Wait, do you know when this was made? In the last few years. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so it's like it's like an art piece, I guess, <laughs> where you have a person just covered in ice cream, and their eyes are so bulging, like they're they're eating themselves. Yeah. It looks, it looks like they're consuming parts of themselves. It's like a ice cream oboros. <laughs> Good one. Wow. Um. And they're talking about, and the name is Little Baby's Ice Cream. Which, which is, is already it's fine. It's, uh, it's fine. It's okay. I don't think so. I think it's bad. I think it's bad. When it's juxtaposed. Juxtap- Juxtaposed. 
And it's juxtaposed. It's juxtaposed. With with what I'm seeing, it makes me want to vomit. And they they don't say the name until like over halfway through. So when they say little baby's ice cream, it's a visceral unpleasantness. I don't want to buy this ice cream. No. No one wants to buy this ice cream This is now. bad. Did you go to littlebabiesicecream.com? I did not. Okay. I think actually I might. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I found it a while ago. Philly, what's... Philly, what's up, man? What? Hey, are you okay? Philly, what's going on, girl? <laughs> girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl. <laughs> I hate this. Uh, folks, if you have a ad creep that I will hate... Um, you can send it to us at creepsandgmail.com. Yes, please do. Please haunt us. Please haunt us. <laughs> with your local ads. Uh, what else can they do? Uh, you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at adcreeps. And you can find us on coffee at coffee.com slash adcreeps. Yeah. Uh, and thank you to everyone who has been donating recently. It is hugely helpful for us to, uh, to pay our... Um, Hosting fees. Hosting fees and also to get gay little treats, which yeah. we love and I desperately need. Yeah. Um, now that my colon's A-OK. Yeah. Every, uh, forget like buying us a coffee. You're buying Al a shrimp. You're buying, you're buying me a shrimp. Yeah. And every time someone buys, like gives you $3, I will buy a new shrimp and just pelt you with it. I think it's like, you have to think of it like, you know, those cute videos of like a seal getting a fish at the zoo. Yeah. We're the seal. <laughs> you... Your money is providing the fish. Yeah, yeah. And we just jiggle our way. <laughs> we just jump up you. and we nip it out of your hand. And it's <laughs> really cute. So thank you for everyone who has provided us fish. We are happy to be your seals. I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> okay, until next time, we, we are, are signing off. Word for my spouse. Oh, 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 oh. That's my sound noise. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>